Hi, I'm Patrick Finley. He's Mark Potash. Welcome to Hellas Intrigue, the Chicago Bears podcast. Coming up, Potsy, the Bears finally added a defensive end. We'll break down what it means and more on Hellas Intrigue. Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I discovered authors I'd never heard of, and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts. Mark, late Thursday night, while the Bears were enjoying an off day, they agreed to terms with Yannick Ngakwe. The defensive end comes in, signs a one-year, $10.5 million deal. We spoke to him earlier today. Do you like it? Yeah, I think it's a good move. Uh, I think it's good all the way around. It's, um, it's, it's hard to find a pass rusher, and it's kind of odd that a guy like him has been on so many – he's been so productive, yet he's been on so many teams. That just rarely happens. But he's available, and everything about it, um, I would say, is good. Um, the Bears signed him at their price, which is definitely Ryan Pohl's M.O. through all of this. You know, one year, what, ten and a half? Yep. Um, that is, for especially even if they weren't, even if they weren't, uh, uh, even they didn't have the cap sp- as much cap space as they do, it would still be a good deal. The biggest thing is it improves. It upgrades them. They were so it's such in such dire straits from a pass rushing standpoint, especially on their off their defensive line. That he just he just gives them an upgrade uh, um, that uh, that they need. And I, I would argue that they need to allow their young defensive players, especially in the secondary, to develop fully. Right. Um, you know, I thought the secondary last year did a really good job of of looking not bad and looking promising even without a pass rush that's mm-hmm. a that's a pretty yeah. neat trick so i think for them to really take the next step they need a little more than the bears had so i think it's a, it's good for that it's good for Ngakwe. he gets to another prove it year i guess for him he gets to prove himself and maybe earn a long term contract still only what 29 yep. 28 something like that um, it's good for the bears because they get an upgrade um, without really getting in anybody's way yeah. he's not taking reps away from anybody who's going to uh, they have some, you know, potential. I guess you could argue in Dominique Robinson and Travis Gibson, yeah. but not, not, not getting in the way of, not taking reps away from somebody who uh, is really going to be stalled. Who, right. You know, and so it, it's good from that perspective. You know, he fits the scheme. I mean, I guess my theme, the theme of my story that I'm writing about him is, is, is just this is just good. When you, when you want to get a, like a quarterback or a pass rusher, there's always some element of risk. Either the investment you make, trying to fit a square peg in a, a round hole. Um, or just there's something about it that is uh, risky, and, and here there really is no risk. This is a not, a low risk uh, uh, investment with a high ret- with a pos- potential high return. Ngakwe turned 28 in March, so still relatively young. Um, you know, I just <laughs> I think this is worth stressing. This isn't Al Kadeem Muhammad. This isn't some guy they bring in as a placeholder on a really bad team. This is someone with production. Patsy, I just want to read you. Two important stats. One of them is games played. He's been here since 2016. He has played 16, 16, 16, 15, 15, 17, 15. So this guy who answers the bell. Now, when you look at sacks, 8, 12, 9 and a half, 8, 10, 9 and a half. The worst he's ever been is an eight-sack guy. Last year, that would have led the league, or I'm sorry, led the Bears in sacks. It sounds like you're getting 
a high-level producer who should raise all boats, right? And he doesn't need, he's proven that he doesn't need uh, time to get acclimated. Uh, he went to the Vikings uh, on like, I think August 3rd, September 1st, mm-hmm. uh, a few years ago and gave them like five sacks. And then he didn't do as well in Baltimore. I think he only had three sacks in eight games, but you know, he had to make that transition. Then he's just, you know, new teams, you know, Vegas and Indy and, and it's been pretty productive fairly early. So I think the expectation, especially on this line, is that he will be pretty an immediate uh, contributor. So you've got that going for you too. You know, the one knock on him, uh, just sorry, uh, but the the one knock on him is that he's not good in the run game. He's not good against the run. And the Bears, again, to their credit, uh, they you know, they didn't try and uh, I, I don't think they even tried to ignore that. I think Eberflus, Matt Eberflus, in fact, acknowledged it. He'll have to be better, right? And they're going to have to make him better at the run. But the other thing he did is that they're not going to play around. He's going to be an every down lineman, and uh, and and that's kind of a good thing. I was looking up one stat that I thought that I thought was interesting was that you know more of his sacks have come on first and ten. 18 and a half that have come on third and long. Okay. So the Bears, you know, the Bears were in the bottom five in the league in third and long situations because mm-hmm. they, they, they could not stop the run. Sure. And they figured to improve that this year, but you don't have to count on that with Ngakwe to, you know, it doesn't like he needs to be, he doesn't need to be that situational guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have good linebackers and good aggressive, just if you're as aggressive as they plan to be in the back end, uh, you can, uh, especially with their safeties, you know, you know, maybe there's room for him to be not great. Uh, against the run and still be and still have him be effective, especially with those pass rush uh, numbers, those sack numbers he has on first and ten. So mm-hmm. um, again, I just think everything. You know, this is one of those things. If it's somehow, I, I'm trying to think how it could blow up in their face, like like a Jared mm-hmm. Allen type situation. I don't think it could, but even if it did, you know, this is a whatever small risk. This was worth it. Uh, I think mm-hmm. I don't think we can go back and say, oh, bad move mm-hmm. by Poles to do no. this. No, no, and he's never yeah. in his career played uh, less than two thirds of the snaps. So yeah. this is a guy who he yeah. might not be good against the run, but he's been out there. Also, Potsy, you can find guys to play the run. And if you know what, if it's second and four, and if they want to bring him off, the Bears can plug that hole with a run-stopping defensive end. Th- those guys are far easier to come by than than someone who's dynamic on the pass rush. And that's yeah. exactly what he's been. My question for you, Mark, is this will be his sixth team in five years. Actually, four if you include that he was with Jacksonville in twenty twenty. Five seasons. I'll say seasons. Yeah, if you want to get his play anyway, yeah, he's been with yeah, he's been with a lot of different teams. Since yes, how about this? Since January twenty twenty, this is his set, uh, seventh team in five years, something like that. Anyway, well, four years ago, uh, what's twenty three? Three years ago today, he was with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, okay. He yeah, has since right. been with the Vikings, the Ravens, the the Raiders, the Colts, and now the Bears. That's in that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't happen often in the NFL to good players. No. If he's so good, why can't he find a home anywhere? That's a that's a good question, and um, and yeah, I, I, I you I a, you asked him, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I yeah, I don't. I personally, I don't know why that is. Um, um, so I, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, all I know is, that I guess in that respect, you know, if the Bears had signed him to do a long-term contract, well, maybe I You're think right. that might be a bigger issue. But because they're only trying to get out of him what everyone else has gotten out of him, which is one year, eight to ten sacks, 
Hey, it's all good. That's win-win. And like yeah. you said, I don't think. But that is an oddity. That it, yeah. There's no doubt about it. That's one of the things they say about quarter, just like quarterbacks. Do you, yeah. you find a password? They're hard to find. It's always like a free agent. Well, they're hard to find because anybody who has a good one keeps it. Right. Here's a guy who has it. It's not even like potential. Right. He's actually produced every year, and yet nobody wants to keep him long term. <laughs> um, I guess that means he's not the all. He's not the Khalil Mack, Julius Peppers kind of destructive. Uh, defensive end, every down, you know, like we always said about Akeem Hicks, uh, how he, you could just see how he affected every single play. I'm not sure if Ngakwe is that kind of guy. On the other hand, though, he is a difference maker. He is a playmaker. He, I think he's got, what, 21 forced fumbles? He's got a high forced, forced fumble total. Um, I don't know how many of those turned into actual takeaways, but um, that bodes well, too, for production-wise, that he's just not, he's doing more than just getting sacks. If he fell into a sinkhole tomorrow, sorry to get dark, it wouldn't be a bad contract. If some, if the worst possible thing happens here, uh, it's ten million dollars that the Bears already had, and they had the most cap room in the NFL. Um, this is this. I don't think has the potential to be anything other than no. a, a win for Ryan Poles. It also brings the Bears ca- uh, cash floor. Uh, brings the Bears in line with the cash floor that they have to hit. So that's helpful as well. Yeah, um, and you know something, Pat? Even if he – as long as he's on the field, yeah, he's going to be better than what they had, even if he's a that, well, That's the point yeah. I was going to make. Yeah, is, yeah. is It's a low bar to say right. he's an improvement over what they've got. Yeah. I think he's such an improvement. Yeah. Uh, on I think on his worst day, he's yeah. a starter here. Right. Uh, and, you know, you look at DeMarcus Walker. He's missed the last couple of days with an injury. In a perfect world, the Bears in passing downs want to move DeMarcus Walker inside. So if so, you, you're going to need another edge rusher. It gives him some versatility. And, yeah, Travis Gibson, uh, Dominic Robinson uh, had one sack after week two last year. That was more than 1,100 snaps between the two of them without being able to get a sack. Uh, you know, there have been some other guys who have flashed here in camp so far, but... Uh, this fixes a this fixes a problem. I don't think this fixes the problem. I no. think even if Ngakwe is ten sacks, that just kind of gets the Bears a little closer to a C plus on the D line. Yeah, they need other guys to pop. But, don't they? Well, that's that that's the biggest point. That is to me the biggest point of Ngakwe being here is that unlike other situations where you're trying to get a pass rusher, he he. This is going to sound kind of stupid, but they don't necessarily need him to make the defense great. They need him to allow the younger, the young, good players behind him to get better so that they can get some other defensive end either in the draft next year or in free agency, and then they're on their way. But they need need a threat at defensive end. They need a guy who makes an impact to allow guys like Jaquan Brisker, Kyler Gordon, uh, Tyreek Stevenson, uh, T.J. Edwards, all those linebackers. How about, to, to how about be, to Jalen? Better. How about Jalen Johnson? We talk about him like he's There's a finished, one. like yeah. he's a finished yeah. product, but yeah. ball, his ball production yeah. is almost non-existent. Right. Like it, yeah. you know, they need they need interceptions and they need fumbles. Yeah. And having an edge rusher gives that right. young defensive back group, which is all everybody but Eddie Jackson's under twenty-five. That gives them a fighting chance yeah, where last year yeah. they didn't. Right? He, is, he is a facilitator in every meaning right. of the word. You know right. what I'm saying? He, he needs to help uh, not only the defense get better, but even more importantly, he needs to help let their other te- their other players grow, which they could could not have done, could not do as well with the like the defensive line they had last year. And I think that's the most important thing about getting. That's why I say it's such a really good move, and um, good timing. Didn't wait till the end of camp, but still got him with the one year. And I'm I'm assuming. They were look, you know, two year a two year contract might have gotten him here in June, 
But uh, polls, uh, and I'm guessing here, uh, uh, polls held firm, which I think is smart. Mm -hmm. When you're not looking at a guy who's going to be here for 10 years mm -hmm. uh, and be a difference maker, I think that's that's the right move. So, like, again, that's kind of your – I'm sure people are hearing that the theme of this whole podcast is, uh, you know, uh, just a, just a, a good overall low-risk, high-reward uh, move for the Bears. Mercedes Lewis gets brought in as well. The Bears agreed to sign him. He's still got to take a physical. Mercedes Lewis was born in 1984. For Potsy, that is less than four years uh, after I was born, which makes me feel not quite so old. Um, not a lot of guys who played as many seasons in the NFL as he has. Uh, 17 full, this would be the 18th. Uh, right now, I can't imagine he slots any higher than the Bears' third tight end behind uh, Cole Komet yeah. and um, Robert Tunyon. But, you know, an old friend of Aaron Rodgers, uh, yeah. someone who Rodgers reportedly lobbied for to go to the Jets, how is he going to help the Bears? Can he? Well, can he make the team? Well, I, I think he can. I, I'm not sure. I, I haven't really studied his well, what, what kind of year he's, he had last year or whatever. But um, what Lewis does is, you know, unlike Jimmy Graham, who had to catch passes to be worth. Now Jimmy Graham's on another level. Even at the end of his career, he's on a different level. He's, all, he's probably going to the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. But yeah. I will say, as far as expectation goes, how can he help the Bears? Jimmy Graham had to be had to catch touchdown passes to help the Bears, and he kind of did that. Yep. When I don't think it mattered as much as it needed to. But anyway, he. And it may have been it may have stunted Cole Komet's growth a yeah. little bit too. But yes, you can continue. argue that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Lewis is just more of a guy who helps just in the run game too. I mean, he's just a, he's a good blocker. And uh, you don't need you, the expectations aren't as high for him. It's just more rudimentary uh, to what they're to what the Bears what gets these offenses trying to do, which mm -hmm. is no matter how effective they are passing the ball, is to always establish the run, yeah. never get away from right. that. And he helps them. And he potentially helps them do that. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and he both knows the system and he knows Luke Ketsy yeah. uh, uh, from 2018 to through 2021. Uh, he and Getze were on the same side there. Potsy, it occurred to me when they signed him that timing is everything. If Cole Komet didn't have a deal and if they were bringing in a third tight end that we've heard of, you know, a third tight end yeah. that's an established guy, I, I think there would be a portion of the fan base that are sitting there going, are they getting ready to trade Cole Komet? Why, why, why do we need this? But now you give him $50 million, you've made it clear that he's your future at yeah, tight end. Yeah. You bring in someone who is a very respected teammate, a very well-respected locker room guy. And now you can present it as we are bringing in someone uh, to help our team, but also to help better this $50 million investment that we just made. Yeah, I mean, to me overall, in, in, in the big picture, especially compared to a guy like Ngakwe, it's a fringe, sure. it's a fringe piece. Yep. But it's one that can be productive. And, uh, you know, the Bears have been shuffling in tight ends, some with names, some without, and some of them have been, have been productive in, in short spurts, um, you know, for years now. And um, it'll be interesting to see if this tight end uh, room, if this tight end, the, uh, the complement of tight ends they have now is as good as they've had in a while. Um, you know, obviously going back to Bartolos Bennett and, Yep. And before Zach and, and Miller, maybe, Zach Miller was and Zach Miller, was right? Yeah. And back then, but um, that's probably more on Tunyon and Komet, yeah, and their production that will Absolutely. tell that tale. But I was to referring Lewis figures in as far as the depth, which you know the Bears have always seemed to need tight ends, multiple tight ends. Yep. And uh, I guess what I'm saying is, I think as, as a third guy, uh, I think I feel better about him for what they want than, than what they've had. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, made a Pro Bowl in 2010, Potsy. Yeah. He's played uh, like 173 games since 
which is which is uh, pretty unbelievable. Yeah. He's had two full careers after his Pro Bowl berth with the Jaguars. I think it is interesting that both guys made a Pro Bowl at some point in their careers. Uh, there was a time last year where you looked around and you counted the Bears who had had any sort of uh, honor like that, and you could do it on one hand. Um, I don't know whether it matters, but it does show that at, yeah. s- at some point in their lives, people thought of them as yeah. as, as among the best of what they do. Um, Lewis obviously is nowhere near that now and won't be asked to do anything near right. uh, near as important now. How many? But, well, what was his what was his numbers when he made the Pro Bowl? What were his pass catching numbers? I got it right here, Potsy. Fifty-eight. Catches seven hundred yards, yeah. ten touchdowns. Okay, pretty good season. And twenty, especially in twenty ten yeah. when yeah. football was a little different. I don't think he's that player today. Absolutely, but, but not. I don't think they want him to. They need him. I don't think they need him to be that player today. Hey, actually, here, can I help you here? Yeah. Since twenty eighteen with uh, the Packers, catches by. Uh, do you want catches year by year since twenty eighteen? Three, yeah. fifteen, ten, yeah. twenty three, six. Yeah. So this is someone who is not. He helps that run game, though. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the Bears had the best, as bad as they were last year, it's, uh, they had the best running attack in football. Uh, Justin Fields led the league in yards per carry, and Khalil Herbert was second. So yeah. this is a, a place that is going to commit yeah. to the run. So the Bears uh, had pretty interesting off day, Potsy. Uh, uh, we can get into practice stuff and all of that at a later date. Uh, but I think they're a better team today than they were yesterday. And yeah, it was a walk-through field kind of day today. It was uh, no, no pads. I mean, it was competitive, but th- nothing nothing that we really need to make any kind of uh, judgments about, even when it comes to the response of the offense mm-hmm. to the previ- to, to Wednesday's practice when they, got, um, <clears throat> when they got it handed to them by the defense. That will come tomorrow. I guess we're not going to do it on uh, Friday, Saturday, right. are we? Too bad we don't because that I, I guess what I'm saying, that is when you can make the judgment in Saturday's practice you'll be able to tell. I, I do think that Justin was a little sharper today because well, well, but yeah, it's harder but yeah. it's apples and oranges right. compared to a pattern. Yeah, players. you can't make pronouncements. I'm always you know leery of doing yeah. that. And uh, also, Saturday will tell the tale, but certainly not Sunday. Also, I love stuff like this. Um, today was a red practice, which is a uh, like you said, almost a walkthrough. The yellow is uh, is a faster practice, and the green is the fastest. I think tomorrow will be a yellow day, right? And uh, Sunday will be a chartreuse. Practice, <laughs> I'm predicting. Matt Eberflus uh, joked about chartreuse today. Also, um, it's it funny, Pat. He was. I, I yeah, asked him to explain. It. Um, Everyone got a chuckle out of that. Yeah, the, all all of us. But parents are feeling pretty good about themselves in this game. <laughs> I joked about that in first and ten, but I'm telling you. Uh, they feel pretty good about themselves in the, in their own way. I'll tell you too that this uh, that uh, family fest at Soldier Field, uh, and and you've written this. Uh, don't expect to see any trick plays or anything too interesting. Yes. The Bears tend to pull back pretty dramatically on Family yes. Fest Day. Uh, so they pull back dramatically in these practices here. They doing running all the short short field drills on the far side of the field. Well, and these practices are going to be closed to the public here pretty soon anyway, yep. Patsy. I think we're. Yep. What through yeah, tomorrow will be more. Saturday will be seven out of ten oh, something really? like that. Okay. So yeah. we are getting closer there. But all of that is to say that we will uh, break down the happenings from the practice field on the next episode. But until then, you can listen to Mark or read Mark and myself and Jason Leisure at the Sun Times website. Go check us out uh, on our app, which I think is the best thing we do. Uh, find us on. Do we say Twitter? What do we say? X Twitter. Uh, Find us on all of your favorite social media outlets. And if you live in Chicago, please pick up a newspaper. He's Mark Potash. I'm Pat Finley. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back again real soon.